When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Using Rocket Pro TPO is like managing a team of all-stars. Our powerhouse squad of purchase underwriters, complete document reviews, and initial underwrites in just one day. With our industry-leading mortgage insurance and with a wide variety of products to use, your mortgage game will have zero weaknesses, helping you and your clients win more closings against today's tough competition. Rocket Pro TPO compete at the highest level. Call for cost information and conditions, equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, NMLS Consumer Access.org number 3030. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hello there and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I hope you're having a great day. And again, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your busy day. I know how busy you can be. Uh, Just to listen in on the podcast and see if you can grab a nugget or two uh, to help your business move forward. And today's guest is Matt Bramo. That's right. (laughs) Matt Bramo. Today's guest is Matt Bramo. We were saying in the green room, Bramo like Bravo. And I'll tell you, that's exactly what his business is all about. But Matt, we welcome you to the show. Happy to have you. Oh my gosh. I'm super excited. I've been listening to your podcast since I've been in the business. So about six years now. And oh, no, I didn't even know that. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. It's it's an honor. So when I saw you were the host of the mastermind group uh, earlier this month, I was super excited and it was great to meet you, and I'm very happy to be here. Oh, great. Well, it's my honor to have you here. I, You impressed me. You know, there were 70 people in the room, and a few people impressed me. You were one of them. And, uh, you know, I knew I had to get you on. In fact, I leaned over to your, you know, your branch manager. I can't think of his name, but I leaned over him and I was like, I need him on my show. I need him on my show. And he goes, oh, no problem. We'll get that to happen. So, and he'll be on the show as well. We're going to bring him on too. So, so let's, let's just tell everyone a little bit about you. You know, you, you're from Oregon, Oregon, Mm -hmm. however people want to pronounce (laughs) that you're from Oregon and you played football and basketball. And so there's a tie in here that we're going to be talking about today in the realm of being an athlete in totally. this business, right? And being in this business. And I know that you did that for a while. I know that you also sold advertising space for, you know, the football games, you know, that little program that we get. And that's just a hard job to do because you got to call oh, yeah. everybody. It's a lot of cold calling. And you stumbled upon the person now. What's his name? Mark. Mark, Mark Charlton. Charlton. Yeah. yeah. 
you stumbled upon Mark and, and Mark said, Hey, you're a go-getter. I want you to be on my team and I want you to get in this mortgage business and you can make much, much more money, you know, in this industry than doing what you're doing. And the rest is really history, right? So, So share with us, how long have you been in the business now and what does your volume look like? Yeah. So I've been in the business, started as a dialer. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure. But yeah, um, I've been in the business for six years. I had my license for six years so far. Over the last 12 months, we've done about 90, 92 units for like 42 million. Yeah. Um, beautiful. And that's, yeah. yeah, that's just my whole team, which yeah. isn't a huge team, but it just consists of Myself as the team leader, and then um, I also have partners, Brian, and we just brought on uh, another guy, Jamel, which actually uh, involves sports as well and how we met. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of a, uh, it's been me and Brian for the last 12 months. Jamel just came on board about right. four weeks ago. So yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, 92 million for about, or not 92 million, 92 loans for 42 million yeah. over the last 12 months. Yeah. And you know, that's killer because I think that one of the big challenges, you know, it always is when we get in this business, like I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, right? Like like that's the Mm -hmm. first thing. Everybody wants to make a hundred thousand dollars. Then, then the next level is we want to close a hundred loans. That's really the big magic thing is a hundred loans. The volume, the dollar volume isn't so much as an importance because we all live in different areas. You know, my average loan amount was 646. Mm. So it, I did, you know, 100, 200, 300. Well, I think we did like 258 units our, our highest year, but it was unbelievable dollars because right. of the average, you know. So I love that you've done 92 units. That means you've done a lot of business, right? You've walked yeah. through a lot of loans. So let's talk about, I want, I'll get into your business and your practice a little bit because I know people are going to be like, how are you doing it? How are you closing 92 loans a year, you know, being in the business for six years? And I know that there's a path there, but I want to go back to the athletic piece of this. And the reason why I was so trapped, not trapped, but so attracted to the athletic part of this was that, you know, I was an athlete too. And I was a band person, you know, so I played both, but, but either way, you know, in both. And so I was the cheerleader that played her piccolo at halftime. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I didn't change into yeah. the outfit. I was just at that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so I was a, a big athlete and everything, and I had scholarship to college and everything. And uh, what I know is about the discipline that's required in athletics, yeah. right? And my son played college football. He was a quarterback. And I know the discipline that is, that is required in there and those habits. So Definitely. that's where I want to go with the habits. Tell us about some of the habits that you've brought into the mortgage business that are related to athletics, because I know that you all are hiring athletes in the mortgage business for this very reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and, and just kind of to, to rewind so and this all came to me just the other day thinking about this. But so Brian on my team, I've known him since sixth grade. And we started our friendship through an AAU basketball team. And then uh, we played basketball together all through high school. And then also even with Jamel, he's on our team. I met him at 24-Hour Fitness playing basketball. And then just to back up a little bit with Mark Charlton, uh, the way we met, like you had said, I was selling advertising over the phone, making 150, 200 cold calls a day, which is just crazy. But I always had just a two-year kind of goal set on that position. And then I would look for you know a better opportunity to make more money, change you know my lifestyle or whatever. So I put the, the date on that of two years. And 
you know, I cold called Mark, you know, trying to sell him the advertising space and, you know, yeah. buy a banner or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, he, he didn't end up buying or whatever. You know, he said he had to ask his partner just all the, the little tricks and traits of saying no. But I knew I knew him from somewhere and I didn't know exactly where, but I put it in the back of my head and, and I was like, the next time I see this guy, I'm going to talk to him about mortgage because when we were doing the cold calls and whatnot, the, you know, say you needed a deal or you're about to be fired, you're calling realtors and lenders all day long because, you know, they're the ones with the credit cards that can make the decision right That's then right. and there. So it was probably one of those days where I'm just like, I need a deal. I need to start calling lenders or realtors. And then come to find out, I saw him probably six months after that. And we were at Nike doing the, because we have the world headquarters up here in Beaverton. And uh, I saw him and I was like, that's the guy. And so I just went up to him and I talked to him and, and you know, one thing led to another. He's just like, man, if that's what you're doing and you're truly, you know, doing well at something yeah. like that. Top of your game selling widgets. <laughs> over the phone, you have to get the credit <laughs> card like crazy boiler yeah. room style. But anyways, you know, he said that and I was like, I guess this is my, my foot in. And at the time I took like a $300 pay cut, but it seemed like it was, you know, $3,000, but <laughs> just to get in and, you know, I got into his team uh, as the first, you know, hire. So inside sales, converting leads to apps. And that was my job. And that's how I learned the business and got my license, you know, three months after that. But as far as like the habits and rituals and what it takes, as far as, you know, what being an athlete and then getting into the mortgage business or real estate or really any business, you know, for that sake, is, you know, it does take true self-accountability, true self-discipline. And the best thing about it is it's a team, but it's also a family, you know, mm -hmm. family, you know, can be defined in many different ways, but, you know, for most people, it's who you spend the most time with is your family, essentially. So being able to kind of carry that family feel into the mortgage business, not only, you know, helps your team personally grow, but it also, you know, just creates the culture that, you know, you care. And that comes across to your, you know, referral partners and, and anyone else that's involved in your business is, you know, as a, you know, an originator, we can't do everything. You know, we wish we could, but we need a team to lean on. And I think that those skills of really just being able to connect with anybody has really helped me in my business from football is, you know, you got a bunch, you got a hundred guys from all over the country, all over, you know, all different backgrounds and ethnicities. And you really just learn how to relate to people who aren't like, you. and I, you know, found that out even more so when I transferred from Portland State University out to Lindenwood in St. Charles, Missouri, which was a huge culture shock. So, you know, you're not only, you know, learning other people's just lifestyle and, and just a, a Midwest lifestyle versus a West Coast lifestyle or, you know, two completely different things, but you know, it's just, you know, being an athlete and having that athletic mindset, I feel like just gives you an advantage because you know, it takes more than just yourself to create success and being able to have people that are like-minded, like, like me on my team and, you know, come from athletics, it really just helps the whole process of closing loans and helping clients. Yeah, I would agree too. And I think, um, I think the team is important, definitely. I, but I also think the discipline, you know, is the, the consistency that, you know, you have to work out every day. You have to practice your craft every day. And that's what happens in lending. You have to practice your craft every day. If you're not comfortable picking up the phone to call people, it's because you haven't practiced it every day. 
So let me ask you this. So, you know, for someone who's listening to this podcast, you know, and they're saying, oh my gosh, he made 150 calls just selling advertising. I imagine you do a whole bunch of calls in in the mortgage space, you know. Now, I'm not a fan of cold calling because I didn't really need to. I found other ways to do it, but we do have to pick up the phone. There are times where we have to get 10 seconds of courage, you know, to be able to you know, have a lifetime of, of get rid of the lifetime of fear, right? 10 seconds of courage. So walk us through, help those that are listening to this podcast. How do they muster up this 10 seconds of courage? How do they muster it up? And what's a good strategy that you would use in those first 10 seconds calling someone that they've never talked to before, whether it's cold calling or it's just following up with someone, give us the sweet stuff on that. Yeah. So, you know, There's really no, in my opinion, 10 seconds of thinking because that's just going to have you overthink what you're going to say. So for me, when I'm making calls, I use tonality. I use, you know, speed of voice to my advantage. So I always, and some people say, you know, ask this, some people don't, but I always just say, hey, this is Matthew Brahma with the RTA Lending Team. How are you today? You know, so I kind of did a voice inflection. And based on what they say on how they're doing is going to dictate to me how the conversation is going to go. So if they're just like, good, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to get straight to the point. You know, I need to to let them know exactly why we're calling, why we're important, what we can do to help. You know, if they're like, Hey, I'm doing really good. How are you doing? Now, you know, it's like, okay, we can be a little bit more casual in this, in this, you know, conversation and just, kind of chit chat a little bit, you know, they're going to be a little bit more talkative if they say that, you know, if they're like, you know, hi, or, you know, something just. My favorite response is when they say, how are you? And I go, good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why are you calling? (laughs) Why are you calling me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then I would say something like, oh, that's really good. Hey, I was just reaching out because it looks like you completed our little short, short lead form online, you know, looking at a a VA loan over in Clackamas County for $500,000. Just wanted to see how that's going for you. So I'm leaving it as an open-ended question. I'm not going to say, hey, are you still looking to buy a home? Yes or no? No. Okay. You know, they want to get you off the phone. So, you know, as long as you, in those first 10 seconds, just calling and asking, hey, how are you? You know, hey, Matt, hey, just checking in. Looks like you filled out this form. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, boom, boom. They'll kind of just let you know and, and make sure you're not super monotone on the phone. You're not just, you know, somebody that they could tell is about to shoot off a script or something like that. Yeah. Um, just yeah. be more, more personable. And, you know, for the 10 seconds, just get rid of that. Just say, hey, I got to call this person because it's my job and, and this is my livelihood that's on the line for it. And, you know, if you have that kind of a mindset going into a call or a meeting or anything, it's going to work out better than just kind of trying to put a game plan together because we all know how game plans can go. You know, you got to make adjustments at any time during the game. So yeah, there's another reference, right? Yeah. We, we always did things like first and 10, do it again. If the ball fumbles, we'll, we'll be there to take care of it. Right. We always had football things that were, were said in there. How important is your intention and agenda? Because, you know, I had, I had a client, uh, several years ago, one of my coaching clients, and I said, you know, if you're if you're comfortable with this, I'd like for you to record one of the calls that you're making to a realtor. 
And it was so painful because it was 20 minutes. It feel like it maybe it's only 10, 10 minutes of, Hey, it's, it's me. How are you? Oh, I'm good. What's up? What's up? Well, nothing. I just was calling and, you know, and the whole time the the realtor, I can, I can just feel the energy was like, can you get to your point? Cause you're just kind of wasting my time here. So sure. how important is it to have an agenda, somewhat of an agenda or a purpose that you're calling? I mean, obviously if someone filled out a form, that's easy. I'm talking more about, you know, I'm calling an insurance agent. I'm calling a financial planner. I'm calling a realtor, a builder, you know, or I'm calling, you know, a client that said no. And I want to go back to them and say, Hey, how's it going? You know, what's happening? So how important is an agenda in, in making that call or purpose, you know, purpose-driven mm-hmm. call? Yeah. I mean, I think you always have to have, you know, your own value of, of why you think that they should entertain, you know, a conversation or a meeting with you. And, you know, if, if it's a realtor, you know, I'm going to talk to them about what we do as far as being able to help grow their business, such as go directly to consumer. So we, we run, you know, some of our own ads and our own marketing just to try to capture unrepresented buy side clients. So, you know, if we're talking to, you know, an agent, you know, we might bring that up and say, Hey, you know, we're just looking to see if, you know, possibly, you know, adding two or three agents to our team this year. And, you know, we've just done a little bit of research on you. It looks like you might be somebody who's like-minded like us and, you know, here's what we do and, and how we could possibly help you and your clients. You know, if it's an insurance agent, I haven't really dabbled too much into getting too many referrals from insurance agents. But that is part of the plan, especially now that, you know, we're using HomeBot pretty well. We want to make sure that uh, we can reach out to uh, insurance agents because obviously insurance agents are kind of like we are to realtors. Right. So, you know, like they want our business because we have the clients who are getting the homeowner's insurance policies, bundle them, blah, blah. So, you know, they're probably definitely more willing to talk and meet, but I think if we can, you know, get their book of business into HomeBot, that's when, you know, it's really going to be a game changer for us. And that's definitely in the plans to, to implement that. But yeah, I mean, if you're just calling out of the blue and you're just, you know, you don't really have an intent or a purpose of the call, you know, it's going to lead to nowhere. Yeah. Don't make the call. I mean, that's what, and I think that, and this is why I brought up the question because, you know, this is why people have call reluctance is they don't know their value. They don't know what they're doing. I want to, I want to point out something that you said that I think is just really, really important for people to, to hear again. And Mm -hmm. that is that, you know, saying we're looking to add two to three people, you know, to our team, two to three more real estate agents to our team, you know, and of course this is a whole team concept. I get that. But to add them to your team implies, the undertone there implies, I don't know if you're going to qualify. I don't know if you're going to make the team. And it actually turns the tables. It's a very subliminal way that you've turned the tables on that. So how successful have you been in that particular verbiage in getting people to go, oh, whoa, hey, whoa, because I want to, I don't want to not be chosen, right? Mm -hmm. So what have you found with that particular approach? Well, I mean, you know, I have a title company I work with pretty, you know, hand in hand and, you know, we're able to get numbers and stuff like that. So I'm already looking to see if this is going to be something... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at yeah, I'm looking at their stats. Their, I'm gonna recruit uh, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, their sports car. You know, so I already kind of have an idea. Like, hey, is this you know financially? If we go into like a partnership with them, is this going to be a good idea? 
or even worth a meeting. But yeah, I mean, living out of an abundance is is obviously you know the way we we look at things. We don't want to just spend our time with anybody who might not have the same values as we do, might not really just fit in with everybody else on our team because you know I don't run every single loan myself. You know, there's times where Brian or Jamel, you know, might be taking that loan that's working with, you know, one of the realtors who I have originated, you know, the relationship with. So I always have everybody meet with with our team and that way they can get a good feel for it. But, you know, we do keep our our circle kind of small when it comes to to real estate partners, just because, as you know, going wide and trying to serve everybody is is not going to win you much. You know, you might be able to go to a conversation and say, hey, I have 100 realtors in my CRM, but you only talk to three of them. So, you know, I, I just think, you know, it's important to just make sure the, the realtors you have that are like true partners to you are fully bought in and they know why they want to work with you and going deep with them before you add more people to to your team, you know? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like being an expert in that, you know, in that particular avenue, right? We tend to be jack of all trades and master of nothing. You know, it's like be the expert there and then move on. So let me ask you this question. So how did you get out of the mentality of gimme, gimme, gimme? I call it, I kind of call it the squirrel syndrome, right? Where you're just collecting business cards and names and, you know, and you've got this big mouthful of stuff and you're drowning in your own saliva because you can't swallow, right? Because you've got all these names, whoop-de-doo, you got all these names of people, but how did you get out of the mentality of, you know, not needing to accumulate? It's not a game of accumulation, right? It was, you know, that switch. And then the second part of that question is share with us, your number one value proposition that you have with real estate agents. Yeah, totally. So as far as the first part of your question, the first part was, was what part again? <laughs> the second that's part, okay. I got the yeah. value within the lost. Track. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. How did you, your mentality switch from oh, relation? Yeah. 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 So really it's just confidence is the main thing that switched for me, you know, because earlier in my career, you know, the first probably one to two years, you have the mindset of, or at least I did like, go, go, go. How many realtors can you try to contact? How many can you, you know, book a a lunch or a coffee with? And you'd find yourself, you know, really just, just drowning in your own, you know, calendar. And you're not really building relate. I wasn't really building relationships with people. I was more so just doing the old lender talk. Yeah, going yeah, through the motions. Yeah. Yeah, going through the motions and, and doing the lender talk and we can close in 30 days and everything that you know we already should be doing. <laughs> right, right. And right. you know, I, I didn't really have a huge value proposition at that time, other than hey, I'm new, I'll do an open house with you. You need some flyers, or you know, granted this is six years ago. You know, so I think even if you are newer in, in lending, it's okay to to just tell them, yeah, here's what I can do. The rest I can figure out, but I know I can go to an open house with you. I know I can create a flyer. I know I can do, you know, that basic stuff. And, you know, once we get some clients and pre-approved, the rest I'll definitely be able to get done, but I don't know everything about lending right now, but that's why I'm here is because I want to generate uh, relationships and partnerships with people who might have more experience than me and who do sell homes and can also you know, help me out learning, learning the industry and the business. As far as like value proposition to realtors, 
we just keep it a hundred percent. Like we don't, you know, fluff up things. We just are our true authentic selves. And I think that, you know, when realtors really see that you're talking with them, not at them in that you actually care about their life outside of business. I mean, that's a huge just value proposition as a whole, because if you both, you know, like each other, you get along, chances are you're going to talk about things other than business, which you should be. And then, you know, maybe go golfing or barbecue or, you know, really just building a true relationship. But, you know, our value proposition, you know, other than, than definitely keeping it real at all times is we're here to help refer business back to you as well because we do marketing to generate our own business. And we try to, for all of our realtors on our team, is send you one to two closed deals, pre-approved buyers a year. And that might not sound like a lot, oh, we but did. I, can, I can guarantee you, realtors aren't really used to lenders just hitting them up saying, hey, got a pre-approved buyer for you, ready to shop, and then just kind of reversing the script. So, you know, and that's how I really landed my biggest real estate uh, partnership was I was on LinkedIn and, you know, this is three years, two and a half years into the business. I was LinkedIn and I I just had my copy and paste, you know, message. Message, yeah. 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 Which was basically just like something along the lines, you know, hey, I'm willing to call your leads I have slipped through the cracks for you. I have spent the first couple of years in the business as a dialer and inside salesperson. I'm happy to call them myself. And just, you know, obviously if we convert them, we're going to be working together with the client, but I am willing to do that because that's what I do know how to do. And that actually landed me the biggest account that I have is I sent a LinkedIn message. The sales manager replied, we set a meeting and I walked in with the pre-approved buyer to him. He gave it to my now, you know, top agent. And it just kind of snowballs from there. And then, you know, you just definitely want to make sure that the realtors you do work with know how, you know, we want to expand our business. And if there's any other agents that are like-minded like yourself, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out. Trust me, it's not going to take away your one to two deals that we'll give you a year, but, you know, it just allows us to grow our business as well. So, you know, I would say that's probably you know, one of our main value propositions, just trying to return the favor, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really powerful. You know, something that we did as well. It was more not about, it wasn't for us. It wasn't about the lead generation for us. It was nurturing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Being the, mm-hmm. We called it the boomerang buyer calls. Yeah. You know, we're doing boomerang buyers. We're trying to bring them back, right? Bring them back. And, you know, super, super powerful because they're afraid to make the calls and we make more calls than they do. And, you know, and we had the bandwidth to do it. And I think that's a great value proposition I just want to clarify something because I want to make sure people hear this. Are you or are you not an advocate of providing referrals to agents that aren't working with you? I'm not. Good. Um, Me either. (laughs) I was going to play devil's advocate with you if you were. Because I think a lot of loan officers feel that that's how they're going to get the business. They're going to go to some big player and walk in and, and, you know, with their head down and with the silver platter and kind of go, I have something for you, you know, please Mm -hmm. give me business. They're not going to give them business. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not going to, I'd say back then on the story I just told about having the pre-approved buyer. Yeah. I mean, I was in a situation that I kind of had to take that risk, you know, because I was probably only closing, you know, three to four deals a month at the time. So I was really trying to land like a a team. So I already had a, you know, a thought process behind it. 
you know, there's like eight to 10 agents on the team. So it, it really worked out. But like now, if I have a, a pre-approved buyer and I'm, that's going to one of my top eight right now. Absolutely. Um, there's just no option. Yeah. There's no yeah. way that, that it would go to somebody else. That's awesome. Yeah. And thanks for sharing your call. Thanks for sharing your, you know, your value proposition. I think that's something new that maybe someone heard and said, Hey, I can do that too. You know, maybe yeah, so tell, well, us, tell well, us about one other thing too yeah, go ahead. before for the value proposition. So my same value proposition back then when I was doing that, as far as saying, Hey, I'll call your leads for you. We still have that because we have, uh, another guy on my team named Danny, who is our dialer. So we've always, you know, Brian was a dialer. Everybody works up through the dialer position until they get licensed and want to move to the next step. So we still have the capability um, and bringing value to be able to call on, you know, if Realer has a list, you know, I just talked to a guy the other day and he's like, Hey man, I have 200 leads over the last six months. I just haven't even been able to call them. Like, don't even worry about it. Just send us the Excel file and, and Danny will get on them right away. So we still have it. Yeah. I mean, I totally concur with that. It's, I think it's just a really good, powerful play. And, you know, the thing is, you know, if you're listening in on this and you're saying, okay, this is something I'm going to do. Just remember, if you have call reluctance to call the realtor, don't offer this. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to have call reluctance, then calling their clients, you don't want to, you know, go down this path. But, you know, it's the old Dr. Butler kind of conversation, you know, that, that Susie Q, the real estate agent, you know, hi, I work with Susie Q, the real estate agent. She asked me to give you a call to find out, are you still in the market? Are you not in the market? What's going on? Right. Okay. So here's the next question I want to ask you. What does the future hold for you? What are you doing for 2022? What's on the docket? What's going to be new? And, you know, I mean, your podcast and, and Jeff Zimpers, you know, you guys have been been awesome in just educating, you know, people like myself in kind of predicting the future and what you need to be, you know, and, and Jeff always talks about being a modern, you know, mortgage originator, which is obviously don't lose track and don't lose sight of your current referral partners, but you also have to have that real digital media expertise and at least being able to add that to your you know, wheelhouse. So that's huge for me right now. So I also have a marketing gal uh, who works with us and she's kind of just taking over our, our Facebook. You know, I do most of the Instagram stuff, but she'll run you know, some ads for us. So really what I'm trying to get to for 2022 is to have my digital media marketing just completely dialed in. And I just posted the other day and we're doing some branding things just about know your loan. So that's kind of our, our we have a little logo, know your loan. And I just put on my Instagram uh, the other day, just kind of what our goal is for the whole know your loan videos come, that are going to be coming. And you know what I really noticed in the last you know couple of years or, or year or so is how many people just truly don't even know anything about their mortgage. And how yeah, much I was going to ask you, what is the know your loan? Because the assumption is that you already have one. Correct. Yeah. So this is, yeah. it's kind of a double play for, for purchase and refinancing. So know your loan. Yes, we definitely use that for refinances, but know your loan. You know, it could be knowing your future loan, know your loan that you could be getting, know your loan inside and out. Like, I just think that so many people don't even know anything about the opportunities that they have with their mortgage and they're yeah. missing the boat on yeah. so much equity. Right. So, you know, and then kind of something else that we're doing that a lot of people might be interested in is like I was saying, we work hand in hand with a title company. Um, if you don't have a title rep, 
that, you know, you know, like, and trust, and you just really like friends with, I would suggest finding somebody first, but we're set up and we have access to basically be able to input, you know, any loan, whether it's FHA, VA, conventional, USDA, any interest rate, the time frame of when they bought the house. And it really just generates a huge list, you know, downloaded in a CSV file, et cetera. So what I do is, is we, what I'm focusing on right now is getting people out of FHA loans into conventional loans. Because up here in, in the Portland metro area, I mean, appreciation's just gone bananas. I mean, the whole U.S. for the most part. The whole part, U.S., right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, people in, in FHA loans that have bought even a you know, year, year and a half, especially two years, they can get rid of the mortgage insurance. And yeah. they just don't know. You know they, they get so much junk mail. They get so much calls from random people. And then they're just confused and they really don't know their And, you know, so basically what, what we do on this process is I get the list from the website. I send that list to my marketing gal. She cross-references that list to property profiles in the title company to tell us actually if they're still the owner of the house. Right, right. Because yeah. the last thing I want my dialer Danny to be doing is calling on numbers that don't even that aren't even relative to what we're doing. So she scrubs that list for us. He calls them, emails them, texts them. I have him go through it a couple of times. And then I have a postcard that I send to all of them. So then they're seeing that, hey, these guys are local. This isn't just some baloney call. This is real. you know. Because I think a lot of people just really want to work with somebody local. They just don't really know where and where to start. When it right, right. Because we're all secret, right? Yeah. All secret. Exactly. Doing a ton of social media, but not highlighting what we do. You know, we're just trying to sell everything to everybody. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, even from that program that I implemented right there, we have three active deals. One just closed last week from it. I just think it's really important for us as lenders to educate, not even our clients, just the community, obviously our clients too, but the community as a whole in like, here's what you actually have in front of you. Like you have, okay, you bought the house five years ago. You have $250,000 worth of equity now. I mean, here's your options. We can get rid of all of your debt, probably lower your interest rate, you know, on a cash out refi. And, you know, then we could get you some extra money. You can invest with a financial planner who would be more than happy to help you get in contact with. And I mean, I was talking to Brian the other day and I was just like, man, like I'm not speaking on cryptocurrency as far as it one way or another. But I, I'm just saying, like, if you cash out refinanced four years ago and you bought $40,000 worth of, say, Bitcoin or something. <laughs> You'd have one look, share. <laughs> yeah, well, now you would. But four one years Bitcoin. Ago, yeah, yeah, no four, kidding. Four years ago, I mean, yeah. that house would be, a, be something of the past. But yeah. the point is, I mean, there's options for people to actually invest their equity because really your equity is only yours once you either sell the house or you access it, right? Yeah, because you it's up and down all day long. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't belong to, that, just, to the market. Yeah, it's yeah. just a number that makes you feel good. Yeah. I love it. I love what you're doing. I love that you're moving forward, you know, and doing additional things, you know, and of course we know the modern loan officer. I've been on his podcast, by the way, he's been on mine, but you know, the modern loan officer, it is really true. You don't want to be a dinosaur, you know, and you have to grab all of the things that are like HomeBot, right? I know everybody's, everybody's really using HomeBot. All of my coaching clients are using HomeBot, but you can't just get HomeBot. You have to work it. You have to make sure that you're bringing people in for the right reasons and, and all of those things. So 
It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing so much information. I know this is valuable for people that are listening in and they're taking copious notes. I just want to caution everybody, just because he has all these ideas, make sure you're ready to implement, right? Make sure you don't have call reluctance. Make sure you have a title company that you have a good relationship with that you feel comfortable with. Make sure you have the time to call clients and to cultivate the relationship and that you have a marketing person to help you with the the postcards and you know everything that, that Matt has told us about here today. Don't just run out and think, oh, it's another shiny object. That's how I'm going to be successful. There was a lot of work that Matt put into this. There were a lot of trial and tribulations, I'm sure. What worked, what didn't work, maneuvering, changing. It's just, it's sort of like a game plan, right? You know, mm-hmm. it, sometimes you run a path and you have a game, you know, a play that you're going to do and it gets all changed up, but you still win. So it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so delighted that you are so successful in such a short period of time. And I cannot wait to see what happens with you. And now that you've got a new team member, watch out because it's just going (laughs) to grow and grow and grow. You know, and you've done the right thing in the formulation, right? The foundation and the formulation to get you where you are so that you're prepared for the scaling and you're prepared for for the rest of what this career is going to hold for you. So any last parting words you'd like to share with the audience to help them or just to share a mantra that you might have? Yeah, I would say a lot of people, especially maybe if you do a lot of, you know, personal development and you know, you read a lot of, you know, self-help books and how to create success and, and all of that. A lot of people talk about purpose. And I think personally, and I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks, is a lot of people don't really know what that means. I know. And, and it's, <laughs> it really is kind of confusing though, because it depends on how you look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like if somebody asks me like, hey, Matt, what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like my Care purpose of existence. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah. as a leader, and this is more towards, you know, people leading teams and, and whatnot, I think we need to kind of get away from being like, Hey, what's your purpose on my team? What's the purpose of you, this and that, and get into importance. Yeah. Like, what makes you feel important? You want to make your people on your team, our team and feel like you're important because without you, we wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to do that. So I think really like the approach I take is just how do I make people feel important? How do I feel? How do I make myself feel important to my referral partners? How do I make myself feel important to my family, my wife, my kids? You know, and I think like that feeling of feeling like you are important is the first step to actually getting towards reaching your purpose, right? Because the, the word purpose, it's a strong word. And, and a lot of people are you're scared of the word of purpose, or they just don't really know. How, yeah, it's so not tangible. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah. a tangible, you know, aspect to it. And I, and I think the other thing is validation. You know, a lot of people need validation. I mean, everybody does. I already know everybody does. Everybody needs validation. But, you know, I was always of the opinion that my, my number one client was my team. Always. My number one client's my team. If I have a nasty real estate agent... I'm not going to be working with them if they're hurting my team. And you have Mm -hmm. to be strong enough to make that decision. Because if you aren't, you'll just have a rotation of team members as you struggle to survive and continue to do the volume that you're doing all at the expense of this one real estate agent. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really great information. So 
importance, not purpose for now until you get yeah. to the purpose. Yeah. And okay. how can you be important and, you know, make a difference for other people? So again, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. I love what you're doing. And, you know, I think it's important for us to, you know, go to people who have only been in the business for six years, right? Which now you're saying, wait a minute, I'm kind of a veteran, but you are. You are, but when you've been in the business for 38 years, it's a whole different deal, right? But Mm -hmm. it's important for us to look at what people are doing that are brand new in the business so that the rest of us don't become dinosaurs. Those that are new in the business that are meandering around and just confused and don't know what to do, this is a great success story that they can say, I can do it too. So I totally appreciate you being here with us uh, today. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. No, Jen, it's it's been an honor and and I'm I'm really just humbled by by you even wanting me to join your podcast and it was super great meeting you and i i just really appreciate everything not only just that the knowledge you've given us at you know the mastermind but just that your podcast is so powerful and just what you bring to the industry and in your leadership is truly you know uh, it's just admiring i just admire it thank you thank you i couldn't do it without everybody wanting to know things right and wanting to be involved with me so i really appreciate that very much so again thank you so much for being here today and everyone who's listening thank you so much for taking time out of your day please take just a second to scroll down on your phone give us a great five-star rating and give us write something about us right write a review talk about matt and what you learned from matt and but anything and everything that has to do with what you gained from today. And then last but not least, stop talking, take action, and you'll get the results. We'll see you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.